Takeover. Girls Takeover. Standing here with Lily Leith, and we are taking over the podcast at Girls Camp. We're so excited today because we are interviewing the Hosanna. Say your last name, please. Parenti. Also known as H Money, as my stage H-Money. name. H Money. Welcome, H Money. We're so stoked to have you, so honored, and. We're keen just today to get to know you a bit more and I'm sure the listeners are very keen to get to know you as an individual. Stoked to be here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how the boys are going to feel about this whole takeover sort of thing. They've given us their blessing, but I don't know if, what they're, if they yeah, know what they're They're definitely going to judge your pew, 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 pew. Oh, yeah. Totally. We did it to we perfection. Just, we did it. So straight up, we want to get to know straight a bit up. more. But All right, let's go. Uh, apparently, you received a phone call about last week. Something quite exciting. Can you tell us about that? Oh, that is fresh. That is a fresh wound that you just sprinkled salt on, and I don't know if I'm ready to share that. Does it hurt? It hurts. Oh, what it happens? Hurts. Um, well, it wasn't even last week. It was uh, yesterday or the day before. Anyway. I'm in the car with uh, Chrissy and Lucy, and we're driving from Crescent to Girls Camp, and I get this call saying, um, hello, this is blah, 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 from uh, Caloundra Beach Beach Surf Shop, and we are stoked to say that you have won a custom uh, surfboard pacer, and pacer is my favorite surfboard <laughs> brand. If you know me, I have a collection. I have three, they're my babies. Um, and I was so stoked and they were like, uh, we drew your name out and you have one. And I was like, no way, this is sick. (laughs) And then I was getting a bit sus. I was like, this is way too good to be true. And, um, I was like, how do you know my name? And she was like, oh, you're just in the system. And I'm like, oh, well, I do buy stuff from that search shop a lot. So Mm -hmm. I must be in the system. Um, anyway, (laughs) Rachel Vullion, um, my bestie. We have this code word called jetty, like you sit on a jetty, like that thing, mm-hmm. because um, we banter so much that we don't know when to stop and we don't know when we're being serious or not sometimes. So if we say jetty, it means like it's legit, like we're not lying kind of thing. Yeah. Anyway, she starts saying, oh yeah, we should call the board um, jetty. And then I knew straight oh, away that it was fake and, and I felt like... Up. Oh, I got so stitched up and I was actually so sad because I was like, no way, like this is amazing. Um, well, hopefully they owe you one day for your birthday. Oh, Everyone can put in. Well, um, I we are currently at girls camp, as Lil said, and I do have something in the bag um, that I will um, do on stage that will involve Rachel coming up the front and doing something in front of, um, hundred girls. So stay tuned for that wow. as my revenge. Well, can you tell us what it is? So I got two of the grommies, um, and we just got a cup and they just went ham. They put, um, hot sauce, Vegemite, yes. uh, disgusting stuff. Ooh. So they made a, um, concoction that, Rachel will have to drink in front of everyone. Because of that incident? Because of that it's incident. It's revenge. It's revenge. Um, Is that going to heal the wound up? It won't heal it, no. Yeah. Maybe like 1% heal okay. it. Some revenge sauce. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Um, one of the traditions on the podcast, um, we're just going to carry it on for the boys, is, is talking about aquabogs. Aquabogs. Yeah, so... Tell us about, have you ever 
Don't okay. Aquabog. First of all, I've never heard the term aquabog. I've heard aqua turd. So very interesting, aquabog. Um, what was your question? Well, have you ever done one? I have. And tell us about it. Spill the beans. Wow. So um, very vulnerable on here. There'll be listeners yeah, hearing about this. That's fine. Um, so I'm at the Gold Coast, had a coffee with some friends. This was when I was on my DTS in YWAM. And it went straight through you. Oh, and it went coffee right know, before, so it's not a good idea. It just touches <laughs> your lips and then that's <laughs> it all runs. you need. That's all you need. Anyway, so I have my coffee, we sit down, I finish it, and then I'm like, oh yeah, I'm just going to go for a swim. And luckily no one wanted to come, so I just kind of hurry down to the water. And it like the beach was like, you go deep straight away into the water, which is a nice little entry. And uh, it's just, there's no one around, I'm just relaxing. And um, wow, we're going to get pretty graphic <laughs> oh, now. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's everything. That's okay. So, you know how coffee poos go. They're not very solid. They're quite on the liquid side of things. So it was more like a, 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 an explosion underwater. <laughs> so wait. Okay. Um, so yeah, just did that. That no, happened. I need to know, did you like do it and then you like swam away really quick? No. We, there was a nice little current. In it. There was a oh. perfect little current oh, and that it was just... going to my left. Okay. So, you know, got ready. Did it, got it done, just pushed it to the side, <laughs> and then that's it. That's brilliant. Very great. But do you not like time your coffee, like to make sure you have enough time to poo? Before... I don't think that far. I just okay. I definitely it. think it through. Like yeah. in the morning, I wake up like enough time to have a coffee and <laughs> do a poo before I get in the water. <laughs> Have you? Do you think these things through, Lily? Oh well, you have a coffee. You go before the surf, so it doesn't. You don't end up in that situation, that dirty, dirty situation. Exactly. And then have to be exposed on a podcast. Yes. So (laughs) think ahead. (laughs) The exposure is real. Wow, I'm gonna just be known as that girl, that aquabog girl. If you guys ever see her around, just just reference the story. Oh, amazing, amazing. (laughs) Hot lava story. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, I'm stoked to be here hosting the podcast because I think just like getting a few girls on and having like deep girl chats, like so excited for this chat with you and thanks for coming on. Um, so I'm just going to like hit hard with like the deep. Hit me. We're we're going to go deep. Like I want to (laughs) know, um, I want to know in what way has your upbringing impacted you, who you are today? Mm. Well... For those of you who don't know, I come from a Christian missionary family. Um, so I was born in Newcastle, yeah, the blues. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when I was three, my parents took um, five of us kids to France, um, the very beautiful Biarritz, mm. um, which is a beautiful longboard way. Take me um, there. Which is 40 minute drive from Osgoch, which is a very well known surf spot where they mm-hmm. hold the Quicksilver Pro. Just a little um, fun fact. Um, yeah, so we moved there when I was three. French accent. Um, so I could do my French accent like this. Yes. Ou je peux parler en français comme ça. 
je viens de la France, j'ai habité là-bas pendant 9 ans. You said I come from France and I lived over there for 9 years. Oh, yes. you know. Yes. Um, yeah, moved to France when I was 3. Um, so I did all my primary schooling in France, which mm -hmm. was awesome. Um, and mom and dad started a backpacking business, um, which was kind of connected to our house. So we'd always have people um, come in and out and um, mom and dad would like share um, about Jesus with them, which is a great way to minister to people mm. um, because you just get to know them and mom and dad would just um, share about their faith with people and people would um, get saved and give their lives to God, which was really awesome. Mm. And then us kids were little groms just running around um, making beds for people, making the place be ready. And I was that annoying little blonde girl that would just um, cling to everyone and be like, what are you doing? Can I come? Are you going to serving? Oh my gosh, can I come? And they're just like, who is this kid? In this backpackers, um, did you mostly have like French people, or was it? Oh just no, like from everywhere, all over the world, all of Europe. Yeah, okay, everywhere. Nice. Um, which made us very easy going. Like you just go with the flow. Mm. You meet so many people. Um, like you're so kind of just out there because um, you're meeting people all the time. So you learn social skills pretty early on because you're just thrown in the deep end like for christmases we'd have homeless people over um which is awesome and then you just learn to go with the flow mum dad then started a church called surf church mm. in well it started off in um a place called biarritz and then moved to osagor um and we would just help out help out a lot um, as kids growing up in a christian family it can become habit going to church and um, doing your devotions with your family. You can lose a lot of like the heart behind it because that's all you know. Yeah. Um, and so you just don't second guess it. You're like, yeah, no, I'm a Christian because that's how you were raised. And mum and dad did an awesome job at raising us as um, an missionary family. And we got to meet so many people. Like the church was linked with Christian surfers as well. Um, so we'd meet so many awesome surfers, guest speakers that would come in and share. And um, so that was so cool. But, and I would say I've always had a faith from a young age, but it was always through my parents that I had a faith. Um, it wasn't until we moved back to Australia and I turned, yeah, I was 17 that I was like, okay, either this is like all real or like I'm not in it either all in or all out because I was like I, I want to figure this out for myself like fully mm. um so I remember um I used to do outdoor education and I was on the school camp um and I was in my room by myself I remember just going on my knees one night and I was just like man god like I just want to know oh I feel like I'm gonna start crying Huh, this, this is the part that I Let it out. Oh, okay. oh. Why is it always this part? Anyway, God is good. Let's go. <laughs> anyway, um, I was just on my knees. And I was like, man, God, just like, show me your love. Because it's like, you can live your whole life reading so much scripture and singing so many worship songs but when you actually believe the words mm. it just <laughs> it's yeah. you, which is so good 
Um, anyway, I was on my knees. And, oh, I was on my knees. And I was just like, man, God, like, I don't even remember what I prayed, but I just remember being hit by God's love so much. Yeah. And I was just wrecked, just weeping on the floor by myself. Um, and I remember um, calling my brother after on FaceTime. We're like besties. He's only two years older than me. Um, and I remember being like, oh, man, this crazy thing just happened. And we were both crying on the phone together like, wow. Like, just such a special moment when you have those moments in your faith where God marks you. And that was like one of them for me. Um, so that was the moment where I was like, yes, I want to get baptized and go all in with mm, my faith. Amen. Um, so that was exciting. And then got baptized, um, which was really special. And then cried like a baby again, sharing my testimony. Fun fact, I'm not much of a crier at all. Like I'm not too emotional. <laughs> um, but man, when it comes but to God, God <laughs> man, God loves to drop that bomb on me. Yeah. It's great. I forgot what your first question was. Yeah, what about your upbringing do you think has like impacted you today? Oh yeah, well that whole thing that I just shared <laughs> definitely impacted me. And my parents played a huge role in that because um, they raised us so well with being so consistent mm-hmm. with like devotions as mm-hmm. families that at the time sometimes you're like, oh my gosh, I just want to go to bed or just eat dinner. Can we not do like a long prayer or something? You know what I mean? But when you look back, man, it has such an impact on your life. Mm. Um, and it's so important. And I'm so grateful to my parents for how they raised us. Mm. Yeah, they're, they're bloody legends. And the word of God would just ooze from you now from that, you know, solid mm. foundation that you've been brought up in. Yeah, you must be so thankful yeah. Now, for that looking back, at the time it seemed tedious. Yeah. And what the heck? This feels like religious or who, who, whatever it felt like to you. But now, like knowing God and encountering Him in such a tangible way, mm-hmm. the foundation you'll build on such a solid foundation, mm-hmm. and the people that you encounter, the people you disciple, um, Jesus in His Word would just ooze from you. So it's yeah. super special. Mm-hmm. Go your parents. (laughs) (laughs) Even those little Christian songs that Mm -hmm. you sing to memorize verses. Yes, I know so many of them. Or how do I know like the books of the Bible by name? (laughs) Because dad taught me a song. Genesis, Exodus, (laughs) Leviticus, Numbers. Anyway. Did you guys watch Veggie Tales? Yes. Veggie Tales. It's just going to be in there. Colin Buchanan. (laughs) The seeds are planted. What about Adventures in Odyssey? No. Oh, the storytelling. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I guess I'm curious as well about, because I lived in France for a while, and obviously there was, like, really big cultural differences and stuff. And yeah. Like, what was it like for you, like, obviously spending kind of half your childhood in France and moving to Australia? And then, like, was that a really big shift for you? Or was it kind of a fluid transition? Or um, The first... Transition when I was three, I honestly don't remember it because I was mm. so young. Um, and people were always like, oh, was it hard to learn French? No, it wasn't because we just grew up learning both languages, English and French. So I don't remember that part either. But um, it's the easiest way to learn another language. <laughs> um, but transitioning back was definitely hard. Picture a little blonde girl 
Look out. Okay, I sound so bogan now, which is so sad. What Queensland <laughs> has done to me. So when people find out I speak French, they're like, no way. Because I sound so bogan. Anyway, when I moved back, I had a little, like, a little French accent. <laughs> and I was so, like, posh and well-mannered and... Now I'm just a little filthy bogan. <laughs> um, but yeah, transitioning was definitely interesting. The schooling part as well. That was hard. And a big culture shock in any way. Big culture shock. Yeah, coming back from France. Or do they do life pretty similar? Uh, actually, big culture shock. Mm-hmm. Aussies are so friendly, open. How are you going? We'll ask you about your day. The mm-hmm. French are very like, um, you stick to your own business um, you can only talk to someone a certain way until like you're their friend, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, so you actually have to ask them as if like we're having conversation now, I would be speaking in a certain way because we don't know each other. And then I, I would be like, Hey, is it all right if I speak to you like this, which means you're taking it to the next level as friends. Wow. Level um, up. Yeah, you level up. <laughs> There's two different ways to say you in French. Yes. One's formal and one's informal. Mm-hmm. And then you have to like ask. Yeah, you ask and then Can we um, now they say yes. And then you're like, that's basically creating a friendship. And you're like, yes. But I remember mom once, she was having a chat with this French lady. Um, and she, she asked, she was like, oh, can I talk to you like this? And the lady was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> no. 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 And mum was like, oh, okay. So it's so awkward. Anyway, the French are beautiful and a bit ruthless. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What are you, like, in terms of, like, surf culture there, Yeah. would you say it's very similar to surf culture here? Or are there differences? Or um, I would say there are a lot more female surfers in Australia than France. Yeah. Um, and obviously just a lot more surfers in general in Australia. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say that the surf in France is better than Australia. Than sunny coast, yeah. Than sunny coast, yeah. one foot wave. <laughs> because the, there's always swell in France and it's always clean somewhere. Um, and yeah, my surfing improved a lot there. Um, and then I moved to Australia and got stuck on a mid-length single fin, which I love. Um, <laughs> But yeah, waves are better in France. And so how old were you when you came back to Australia? I was say? 11. Okay. Yeah. 11. And then how did you get tied into CS over here? Yes. Um, so I went on a, I think it was a CS day trip. We went to um, Double Island Point. Mm-hmm. So there's a bunch of crew with us, like Dan Elliott and all the OG Sunny Coast um, CS boys. Yes. Um, they're all married now, most of them. We went to DI. I was a grom. I was like oh, 14, I think, and had the best day ever. And then came back from that trip, had the best time. But I was actually more into hip hop back then oh. than surfing. So I was like, oh yeah, that was a cool trip. And then stuck at hip hop yeah. for a while, um, which was so fun. Um, and then. One of my mates asked me, was like, oh, do you want to come on this new swell trip, which is like for basically anyone who wants to grow their leadership skills and it's on a surf trip. And I was like, yeah, righto, I'll go. Mm-hmm. Um, went, had the best time with um, Shaka Sin and Rich Tricky. You know those boys? They're Absolutely. Pretty rowdy. <laughs> yeah. Um, so 
Um, yeah, that was an awesome time. So much fun, but also like, that's one thing I love about CS is that you have that one side that's so crazy and wild mm. and um, from the like outside perspective, we look crazy. And then you can go to that other side, which is like everyone just loves God and you can mm. go deep and yeah. you can pray for each other and disciple each other. So it's, it's really cool. Um, so that's what I saw in USWAP. And then I just got roped into things and just been there ever since. This is my first official year being a leader on the mm-hmm. sunny coast because I had commitment issues and didn't want to pay the extra $100 a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, no, but you, you get know, a keep cup and a shirt as well. I know. So come on, calendar. Um, <laughs> although we didn't get the water bottles this year, but that's all right. Um, and just started CS Groms like a couple weeks ago. Awesome. Yeah, tell us about that, what that looks like. Um, so the idea started um, probably the end of last year. And I just had the thought. I was like, oh, we don't have anything for the Groms. And then I kind of let that thought go because mm. I didn't want to do anything about it. Oh, gosh. That's why <laughs> you need God. God's great. Um, anyway, that idea kept floating around. And I was like, okay, well, I'm going to do something with this because I'm sure God has put this thought in my mind, in my mm. heart for a reason. Um, so then I prayed about it, um, caught up with Jordan Mary a bit cause he used to do stuff with Grums on the coast. Um, and then, wow, still like six months after that. Cause it takes me a while, you know, <laughs> six months after got some crew together, was just like, all right, we're just going to send it Friday afternoons, 4 PM surf pizza someone shares a testimony and then skate or something um because my heart behind it is i really just want to get amongst they can be christian kids but um maybe the kids that come from not great homes or like they're not that loved or they struggle in school or they're just the eshes at the skate park that are too cool (laughs) for school their little um fanny packs and scooters you know um so yeah i want to get around those kids it started small which is great um and the first night was actually funny um (laughs) the night before the big cs groms launch um a couple of the groms messaged saying they couldn't come and then a couple people that um like were gonna help just couldn't come because of reasons and then i was just like oh my gosh everyone's mailing like what am I going to do? Mm. So picture this. It's CS Grums launch. I get to Coolum Park, which is where we're going to do it. And I'm sitting at the bench and I'm by myself. Like fully by <laughs> myself. I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? Um, and then um, I think you were there, Jamie. I think you came. Yeah, I was there. Yeah. I was there just for the week. Yeah. And Don was like, oh, they need leaders. Because I, I wasn't going to go. Because yeah. I was like, I'm not going to. It's a Grums thing. Yeah. I'm not going to just rock I, John was like, you should go, they need leaders, I rock up though, and you weren't alone. Yeah. There was like six, like eight leaders yes. there when I rocked up. There were a bunch of leaders that ended up coming, which was sick. And then, oh man, I can't remember off the top of my head how many grumps. I think there were five grumps that came, which I was sick. Like, I, I was sick? What? I was excited about <laughs> so I was like, as long as there's like five, surely. <laughs> but it's cool, because when I was sitting alone, um, before people came, I just had that moment with God that reminded that it's like, 
it's God that works through me. Like, mm. yes, we give him our yes and we we follow through with like the plans that he gives us mm. and like the skills and um, whatever Being it obedient. is. Being obedient, yeah. Yeah, and then I just had that humbling experience <laughs> of like, yeah, wow, <laughs> I need God for this, um, which was awesome. And mm. I think I really needed that. Um, and anyway, from then on, um, have had some consistent crew. There's mm. like four grums that are consistent, which is awesome. And some weeks are so random, like a random Spanish kid from the surf just joined and he could not speak one word of English but he saw the Domino's pizza and he just sat down and I was like hey. reel him in yeah reel him <laughs> in with the pizza and his name is Alejo mm. anyway it was awesome because he was sitting in a wedding so cold like freezing because someone was sharing their testimony and he felt too rude to leave so he's just shivering there can't speak English doesn't understand anything eating pizza just shivering <laughs> like a little kid <laughs> This little girl, and then we're like, oh, you can leave if you like. And he's like, oh, thank you, and just left. <laughs> so I was like, sick, if this is it, like, just random kids just joining in for pizza, yeah. can't understand English, getting touched by the Holy Spirit in some way, and then leaving, I'm like, I'm all for it. And, like, random adults would kind of join in as well and listen to the testimonies, which was funny as well. So, yeah, small beginnings, but I'm yeah. excited to see what God does Um yeah. With these groms because we need them they're the next generation yeah um that's so right and think about all the times that you were touched as a grom yes and like the leaders pouring into you and actually yeah just believing in you and wanting to hang out like it's such a special feeling as a grom and it's amazing that you can like play a, a part and like god's moved in your heart and you know put that on your on your mind to do and mm. yeah well done honor. yeah for mm. being obedient to that and i know when Judah's family my husband started CS in Coffs Harbour there there was just his family that would rock up and you know they just stay consistent yeah every week they're there mm. sometimes I'll trickle in otherwise it was just their family but now like looking at it today it's like God is doing an amazing work yeah um there's yeah like over 40 people every single week Whoa, and yeah. um the beautiful thing is like our community is so tight and, and the same people like coming each week and now starting to bring like you know non-christian people and seeing them save but yeah yeah, just consistency is huge and yeah so definitely keep that up and it's going to be so fruitful and yeah i'm sure all the groms look up to you guys and all your leaders and um watch this space watch this yeah stay tuned um funny little story side note yes um it seems to happen when i share my testimony at the same time thanks god (laughs) um it was my turn to share my testimony and i this was when there was like there was a couple groms around um anyway I'm sharing my testimony like I didn't feel it coming that I was gonna cry and then I just like God just went bush with the Holy Mm. Spirit and I just started crying so much during my testimony these grums are just eating pizza staring at me like what is this lady like why is she crying and as you heard just before, it's quite hard to reel it in once you've been crying. <laughs> anyway. Make some focus um, and listen. Like, oh, this God business must be serious. I know. Like, um, anyway, so cried. Kids looked at me like, what the heck's happening? Um, and then I didn't know how to, like, close it up, like, end the conversation. <laughs> so it was this Grum's birthday. And I was like, anyway, like, God's cool. Um, it's time for the birthday cake. Everybody, happy birthday. <laughs> <laughs> so sweet. So smooth. The transition. And anyway, so I was like, what do I do? Birthday cake. 
So that was funny. <laughs> Learning as I go. God's like, I'm just going to put you somewhere where you're like not comfortable, make you cry. Yeah. <laughs> Grom's like, it's a bit of a stretch. Yep. Yeah. But I was, what I was going to say as well is like, I think it's so cool what you're saying where you felt like it was like such a thing that God called you to because like, I found at least in my journey when you are in those situations where you're like, okay, no one's showing up or no one's like, this isn't where I envision it to be. It's like, God, I think is the one that gives you that faith to continue stepping out and to keep the consistency. Because yeah. if you, you know, had gone and been like, I'm only going to do it like 15 show up every yeah. week. You know what I mean? It's like this whole idea of like, you don't know even what your faithfulness is going to do in people's lives. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, and yeah and something i'll definitely be praying for for you guys as well just mm, like thank you so the much. impact that you guys are going to have on the area and mm, that so that grows but also that it's like quality yeah interactions and and just that you bring the presence of god to the beach on like friday afternoons you know yeah. what i mean and like um you know i know a few of the groms that go uh, and they're just and it's just like the idea of having that as like a constant is in someone's childhood like that's so massive even if it was all for that Spanish kid that came for pizza, mm. <laughs> worth it. <laughs> yeah, totally. Because we can get yeah. caught up in the numbers too. Like, yeah. yeah and like, exactly. not, and that's awesome if there's like heaps or whatever, but it's also like, it's about the one. Sometimes mm, it's right. about the one. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's also about what God's doing in your life as well, building, mm. building like resilience and faithfulness and all this oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. Mm. And like vulnerability, <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know? Yeah, and he doesn't call the qualified. He equips the called, and if you are called, obedience is huge, and you're yeah. being obedient, and yeah, he'll bless that, and mm. it's that, that means you can't get any of the glory, and it's all oh, him. You all know? glory to God, Amen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, seriously. So if anyone out there feels, I God like feels like God is calling them to something, and they're like, I I am not qualified for this. Like, I don't, I can't do that. Like that just qualifies you even more because even you can't get in the, any of the glory but it's all the lord yeah yeah 100%. he anoints that space so say yes to him mm. yeah what do you think has been one of your darkest moments and, <laughs> oh, no i love it I love and it. like how did you come out of that how did god bring you out of that one of my darkest moments oh, this is really random but i just got like you know the Dark Knight from Batman? I don't know why that <laughs> image just the popped into my head. The Dark Knight. <laughs> the Dark Knight. One, one, once only. <laughs> Alright. Um, look. I wouldn't say there's been like this one huge darkest moment in my life. I would say there's been like your ups and your downs mm. that you face in your day-to-day, 100%. Oh, like I shared before when um, I was, like, in the room on my knees, that was, like, my main mm. one where I was like, oh, God, like, what is this? And blah, 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 So that was one of my main ones. Hosanna, growing up in a Christian home, did you ever find that it was hard to share your testimony or that you possibly didn't have one? I know it was, for me, the same. Yeah. Um, yeah, how did you find that journey and being able to share Jesus and that space? Yeah, so um, 
I remember just like throughout the years when you hear people's testimonies, like you would hear the wild ones where people Mm. go off the rails. They've hit rock bottom with like drugs and alcohol and they just get like a 180 snap of the fingers change, which is so awesome. That's, that's really cool. And we need testimonies like that. Um, and I think, uh, with a couple of my siblings, it was like that as well. And I remember like when people ask about, I don't know, my faith or my testimony, I'd always kind of cringe on the inside because I'm like, oh, I need to make it sound really cool somehow. Um, Or like maybe be a bit dramatic on a story so I can show that I went (laughs) off the rails. Mm. Um, But man, God really challenged me. And he's like, what do you mean, Hosanna? Like, look at your life, like. Everyone has a testimony, whether it's, um, and all the testimonies are going to look so different, which is awesome because we all need the different stories, um, that God, um, has written in our lives. Um, and I think for me, obviously growing up in a Christian family, I personally didn't go off the rails. Um, but, but it doesn't mean that you don't go through challenges as a Christian. It doesn't mean um, you don't go through, um, I don't know, like emotional things yeah. or and feel like shame. 100%, yeah, shame, yeah. Guilt. guilt, or like even questioning your faith. Um, doesn't mean you don't go through that. You definitely do. Um, it just looks different um, to other people's testimonies. Um, and God has definitely um moved in my life and I have like the privilege of sharing stories that um what God has done in my life and how he he's used my family and I and what I've seen like I think it's such an awesome thing when you can also talk about God's goodness in your life like how special is it that you don't have to go off the rails to have a deep relationship with God like you don't have to go to rock bottom to then be like that's how I'll get to know God on such a deep level it's like sure there'll be challenges 100% but he will help navigate you through them and build your faith even stronger than it was before I think people need to hear that more because people can shut off and be like no I don't have a testimony like nothing's happened but I I want to challenge you and um if you're someone that thinks you don't have a testimony I want like I want to challenge you and have a think back on your life and what God has done. I know for myself, um, I write down in my journal, like even little testimonies or things that God has done that I'm like, whoa. And you look back on it and you're like, wow, oh my gosh, God did that and this and that. Or wow, I felt crap then, but look what, like how I've grown since then or something. Like I want to challenge you to, um, write down your testimonies. It's so precious and so special and to reflect reflect on your life and see what god has done and um challenge yourself to step out more to let god move in your life in how he wants um that's so good and it's always yeah i love that to write your testimony down and i found myself actually doing that this week and as I wrote it down, I'm like, wow, God is so faithful. Like, look at the seasons that he's brought me through and, mm. yeah, what he's shown me and taught me. And, um, yeah, like, I want – being in a Christian family also and, like, thinking I didn't have a testimony, like, I did – I can say I did feel uh, – experience, like, 
feelings of shame and guilt and condemnation but I can now look back and say like hey I'm actually not ashamed of even being yeah a Christian I'm not ashamed of those things that I did because there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ but I can say like I once was dead but now I'm alive you know I was um, was blind but now I see Mm. and yeah all glory to God and I can now see his fingerprint like on every yeah page of my life you know the book that he's written and yeah yeah, testimonies are that's so powerful and it just reveals who he is so we should never be ashamed yeah I mean I think everyone has a voice you know what I mean everyone has a unique blueprint and voice and that they put on the world and and also grew up in a Christian home and, and have had that same struggle and it's such a blessing to have had that kind of upbringing as well of like just not having had those struggles that a lot of people have had and I think I think it's also, to be honest, like a little bit the enemy trying to get in people's heads and be like, oh, you yeah. should have more struggle. You to know what silence I mean? But it's actually you. such a massive more blessing. Darkness. <laughs> dark night. The dark night. The dark night. <laughs> <laughs> this is girls takeover. <laughs> but it's actually such a blessing and I've had a lot of struggles in my life. So, I'm, But I'm one of my really good friends is like, she's had a great upbringing, all these sorts of things. And... I just found that having that stability of that person coming in and constantly bringing a positive energy, constant bringing like stability and friendship and mm. like, and having had that really healthy Christian family upbringing, just like it adds so much value mm. to my life. So I think as well, like I wouldn't discount you. You might not be able to relate with the person that's going through really hard struggles, but you can sit with them and be like, Hey, yeah. I'm really sorry. Like, I'm here for you. Thanks so much for coming on the podcast. We love having you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, you're such a legend, yeah. And we love what the Lord's doing through you. Um, Just a, yeah, a normal gal from Sunny Coast doing extraordinary things. Um, So, yeah, thank you so much. And I hope that this was an encouragement to the listeners. It was sure an encouragement to us. And, um, yeah, do what God's called you to do, Mm. like, what a roller coaster of an episode of talking about aqua poops to then crying about um, God to then doing Batman voices. Um, anyway, hope you enjoyed. <laughs> Thanks for coming along the journey. Thank you. To girls. With the girls. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the girls. Forget, forget, pop, pop, pop.